Welcome to Let's Talk. Here we will focus on the hustle, the juggle, and everyday struggle of small business. We will be here every week talking to small business owners about their everyday struggles, stresses, and ways they have been able to overcome the challenges of running their business. We welcome questions and comments, so please feel free to email us at admin at plemonscpa.com. We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. Welcome to the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business. I am your hostess, Thalia Williams. We are sponsored by Pontum Financial, connecting your financial dots. Here in the studio today, we have an extremely special guest. Her name is Rita McDaniel of David B. Plemons CPA. She is the operations manager and a QuickBooks expert. Welcome, Rita. <laughs> Thanks, Dahlia. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Well, it's the truth. You are our QuickBooks expert. Well, so. Certified. Certified. Certified QuickBooks Quick professional, yeah. Got you. Well, whatever it is, you're more <laughs> attuned to it than I am. So we have you in the studio today to talk about QuickBooks and accounting systems all together. So give us an idea of your view of QuickBooks or an accounting system. Well, from from just my experience working in the industry for so long, having an accounting system is going to translate more to the growth of your business and the preparation for different things like taxes and and whatnot. So it's going to prepare you more for things that are going to happen in the future by having an organized method of, you know, um, recording all of your transactions and things like that that happen in the business you know on on a regular basis can i use excel spreadsheet i'm I'm just talking from a generalist viewpoint where i'm not proficient in quickbooks i know it's out there but (laughs) can i use (laughs) an excel spreadsheet you can uh depending on on your uh, you know expertise of excel what quickbooks is going to provide or any accounting system that that is designed or a program that is designed to capture that information for you with excel you have to design it yourself like so you have to pull you know you have to create the ledgers you have to create the way you're going to put in the data and then you have to splice and dice it and put in all the formulas and all that so you're basically programming an accounting system for yourself uh if you're a small business uh i never um, I, I never want to discourage people from tracking their information. So if they're going to feel comfortable using an Excel spreadsheet and they're small enough to keep track of it on a regular basis and it makes sense to them um, in the beginning, then that's okay. You know, but what we always try to promote with our businesses is if you have any ideas for growth in the future, you always want to pull in some sort of program that's going to do all of the, the, uh, the, calculating and and the splicing and dicing for you in the background it's already designed to do that when you're using excel you're 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 having to create all of that to begin with and that can kind of get a little frustrating the more you grow the more complicated it gets and the more you try to do and then the worse the information comes out in the end um just because you're not a programmer you know you're a business owner that's trying to make money focusing on whatever industry you're in um so utilize the tools that are out there Basically, you know, like QuickBooks or uh, Wave or a million of the other apps that they have out there. Any of them will be fine. But we uh, promote QuickBooks just because it has so much uh, to offer the business owner as they grow. So you're not having to switch back and forth, you Mm -hmm. know. So some of the other ones are designed um, on a smaller scale, Mm -hmm. whereas QuickBooks has so much information. And that's usually 
one of the problems that people have with QuickBooks to begin with is there's so much available uh, and they don't know how to use it and it just kind of overwhelms them. So uh, that's why people kind of shy away from it to begin with. Uh, but if you get help in the beginning and get a little bit of training and you use that 10% of the the program, then you're you're going to be able to use it more successfully. When we talk about the QuickBooks program, we talk about the components of it. You say it's so big because you have QuickBooks Pro, then you have QuickBooks that's industry-specific. Would you recommend industry-specific QuickBooks? Uh, industry-specific is more on the desktop side of things, you know. So um, uh, when you purchase a program, because they have two platforms, they have the desktop and then they have the online version. So just like any other business in, in this day and age, they're pushing the online, you know, because it, it costs them less money to have to do upgrades and different things and they can do it on site and that is less industry specific and more platform you know level related so they kind of offer everything all in one package and they have three different tiers that you can use um, to get into it whereas the desktop version they put a lot of money into use like um, you know the construction or the the nonprofit or the you know the d- different types of industries that are out there retail services oh, right yeah. Okay. yeah and then the the traditional QuickBooks Pro or I mean they have lots of different versions on the desktop stuff but the problem with that is they don't put a lot of money in the desktop you own it when you purchase it of course um, and that's always you know the the big ooh that well that's you know when I you're starting right when you start a business you're like oh I'm you know, trying to monitor my cash. And that makes sense because I don't have to pay a monthly fee. Um, but what, what they don't understand is it, after that year that you purchase that version, they're, they do upgrades and then they stop any sort of support for the, any of the previous years. Um, and that's kind of their transition into pushing everybody to the online version, right? So every year you're going to have to be paying a fee to upgrade um, your desktop version in order to get any of support or get any of your questions answered and that different thing, unless you work with a CPA or an accountant, you know, Mm -hmm. so. So the functionality of it is limited when you buy the desktop version because you have to upgrade every year versus online where you pay a monthly subscription, but then updates keep happening automatically as long as you pay that monthly subscription. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, so that's what the misconception is of, I'm just going to pay this one time fee on the desktop and I'll never have to, to, Per, you know, I'll never have to spend an, another, you know, dollar on my accounting system, which is not necessarily true. You're probably going to have some sort of annual fee or something attached to uh, different aspects of that desktop version. Uh, if you want to use payroll, there's an annual fee for the payroll. If you want access to the support, then you'll have to pay the annual fee, you know, that sort of thing. So there's a, a little bit of misconception you know, going back and forth on that. Um, but I do have clients that are, you know, they're still in the 2010 version and they, mm. but their support is me. So right. <laughs> that's, they don't call QuickBooks, they call me, you know, kind of thing. So mm. that's uh, the the risk that they're doing is, is uh, their business is pretty static and it's not going to change. They're kind of in their growth, like they're just managing you know, maintaining, you're right. So they're not looking for any sort of growth. So their data, at some point, they're going to come up on their, their capacity limit, and then the program will degrade and you'll have to upgrade then. But for the most part, it's, you know, um, most the, the average business that's using the desktop version is going to hit that in two or three years, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. So got you. So let's talk a little bit about QuickBooks. I mean, everyone is afraid of it. 
but everyone needs some sort of, as you stated, a formal accounting system. So give us a high-level overview of QuickBooks, how you maybe set up a chart of accounts, or what should you really think about when you're looking at getting QuickBooks, the first thing. Well, being that this is a podcast, it's hard for me to uh, – to, uh, verbally go through the setup process of a chart of accounts and things like that. So that's where, you know, that's where my blog and things come into play where you can actually see screenshots or you have the trainings that, that we do on a regular basis, that sort of thing. Cause that's more of a hands-on type of thing. But my advice on a chart of accounts in general is to, to not necessarily stick with what QuickBooks gives you. They they give you a really good start when you're setting up your chart of accounts, but you really have to spend some, spend some time when you're reviewing or analyzing it to kind of mold it or make it as unique as your business is, right? So don't be afraid to name the items in your chart of accounts to what you're actually spending your money on uh, for you as a business owner, right? So if you prefer to say office expense, but QuickBooks has office supplies, just change it, you know, make it custom to your business. You know, um, that's where a lot of people get confused mm-hmm. uh, when they're setting up their chart of accounts. They think they have to stay with what QuickBooks gives them. And that's not necessarily true. Um QuickBooks is just trying to help you and give you suggestions most of the time. All of the uh, links and live links and things like that that they have are are usually just suggestions, and you have to participate and actively change those things, Um, and that's including your chart of accounts and things like that too. I've heard you say more times than once that it is always based on a what, Mm -hmm. not a who. Yes. And see, for most people, it's like, John Doe, I paid him. That's yeah. who I did. That's who I paid. That's who I wrote the checkout to or the ACH transfer. Right. But the goal is not to make it a who in certain aspects. It's to make it a what. Right. And that's and that's and that is basically your chart. Okay, so QuickBooks in general, it's a database system. It's any accounting system that you have is going to be a a database system, which is just a collection of information that's divided into lists that the program splices and dices in in an organized way, right? So um, any accounting system, not just QuickBooks, but QuickBooks is primarily the the one you know that's out there that that people are using and afraid of. So. Um, the main list that you have is your chart of accounts and everything in QuickBooks is designed towards, you know, generally accepted accounting principles. So that's how the program splices and dices the lists. Um, so that's how I tell everybody is the, the vendor list, who you pay is, is a separate list in addition to your chart of accounts. So your chart of accounts is the what, and the vendors are the who, and the customers are the who, right? So who am I getting my money from? Who am I paying? That kind of thing. So, um, and then QuickBooks behind the scene is splicing and dicing it. So you can search and modify and create any reports that you want based on the individual lists that you're creating inside QuickBooks. So that's why the setup piece of, of it is so important and getting that that help in in the initial stage of starting, whether you're 10 years in business or, you know, six months, six months in business uh, and you're just transitioning into a new accounting system, getting that help and designing those lists in the setup process is going to be the most important step. Gotcha. Well, you know, we have some of our listeners who are currently on desktop mm-hmm. and they are hearing the wave of the future is online. How difficult is it to transition from desktop to online? It's not difficult. 
um, to to make that transition, QuickBooks has has made it um, very easy to take desktop and move it into online, right? But it's very hard to go from online to desktop, right? So it's it's really just kind of a one way street in that respect. Um, but do get some help, like because it's it, they are two separate programs, you know. So the the information that's in the desktop version doesn't necessarily translate one for one into the online version. So there are some things once you trans transfer it into the online version that you're going to have to go back and fix and modify uh, just because the, they are two separate programs. So I'm sure that's a challenge for most people because those who have had desktop for so long have gotten comfortable with its methodology, with its strokes. Okay, I know what this is. I can close my eyes and touch this. Now, if they decide to go to online, like you said, the change that takes place, should they change in the beginning stages of their business, for instance, they may have had desktop for like maybe three years and now they're like, okay, we need to wave for the future because we're growing or we have some things on the horizon that we want to do. Should they change before they get too involved in the desktop or should they wait and like start scrap everything and start all over? Uh, we usually like to transition accounting systems. So when you're going from one accounting system to another accounting system, we usually like to transition those at the beginning of the years, right? So you have one consolidated year in one program. It cuts off December 31st, and you start on the new program January 1st. So don't do it in the middle of the year. We don't usually. I mean, there's some instances where that, that has to happen. You know, if something crashes or anything like that, and you have to make that transition. Um, but we usually like to just consolidate information just so we have clear, you know, start and stop points. Um, and then the other thing that we recommend is never to completely trash the old program. Um, yes, it's a little bit of work to do double entry, you know, so you're doing it in online and you're mimicking it in the desktop version. Um, but we do recommend, you know, kind of mimicking the transactions and kind of keeping the desktop version as a backup. So you're kind of running two systems at once for a period of time, could be 30 days, could be 60 days, depending on the size of your business. Um, but we do recommend uh, kind of a, a shadowing type of thing in case something happens with this other program, you still have current data in the other program, you That's, know, so that sounds good. Mm -hmm. Backup is critical. Right. But it also helps with the training side of things, because especially with the desktop to the online, uh, with regards to QuickBooks in particular, uh, when you're doing something on QuickBooks, on the desktop version, and you're transitioning to the online, it helps to, okay, I'm going to do this in the desktop that I know. Um, and then I'm going to do it again on the online to get the same result. And then you have kind of a double check to make sure, oh, okay, this I know this report is right because I've been using the desktop for so long and I'm going to print the reports, the same reports, because you get the same reports um, off the online version and make sure they match and then you know that you've done it right. So it's a little bit of checks and balances uh, doing it that way when we make the transitions. That's nice. So is there anything else we should know about QuickBooks or any accounting system that would assist a business owner because most people are afraid of accounting. Let's face it. You know, they really, really are. Well, that's a different language. <laughs> Undoubtedly, you know, more so than medical almost, right. you know. Oh, even though you're slicing and dicing mm -hmm. your numbers, right. it's still a different language altogether. Yeah. Um, 
my recommendation is just spend spend the time uh, to get to know the program. Don't just jump into it blindly or anything like that. Spend some time. They have sample companies out there. Uh, they have pro advisors like myself that are out there that are readily available um, that you can reach out for assistance. They can give you access to test companies. They can give you videos. They can give you a bunch of resources that'll let you get to know it a little bit um, and, and be able to play around with it some. Um to get that information because my thing is always you know information is is the most important thing knowledge is power so to speak um so if you if you educate yourself and kind of practice with it a little bit ahead of time it'll make the transition a lot easier um and then spend the time to to just get to know the terminology um that's the biggest the, that's the biggest thing that i get is is the the not knowing what that means in a system any system uh can really you know, hinder you in your, your production or your processes when you're uh, going through your bookkeeping process. Is there another way that we can find out more about the tips and tricks and how to do what you do? I heard you mention on a previous webinar, you're talking about starting a blog. Yes. Uh, coming in May, we're, we're going to uh, be putting out on our website a, a QuickBooks Corner set t- kind of thing to kind of uh, give you some tips and tricks. They're just little how-tos, little, you know, quick little snippets of, of uh, this. If you have questions about how to set up a chart of accounts, I can I can give you um, the the screenshots of where to go, how, you know, kind of uh, the basic instructional guides of, of those things. And then we're going to try to, in conjunction with the blog, we're going to try to start offering uh, weekly classes um, just dedicated to, just an hour dedicated to a specific piece of QuickBooks, you know, so that you can sign up uh, for those classes and uh, be able to just focus on those specific pieces that you're having problems with. Like tips and tricks and reporting and mm-hmm. bank feeds and right setting up your chart of accounts and everything that makes you right. go, oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. The misconceptions of QuickBooks that are just kind of like, just to kind of clear the air on those things. Or you can't trust it 100%. You have to participate in, right. in your data entry. I'm sorry to say that's, that's, you have to, QuickBooks will give you suggestions, but you can't trust, you can't trust it 100%. Well, Rita, we appreciate you coming in and talking to us today. QuickBooks is always a challenge. It's one of those things that's nebulous out there. It's like, I don't know if I want to mess with it or not, but we need to because we have to have an organized accounting system because that's a part of the hustle, juggle, and struggle of your small business, knowing your numbers. And if you don't know your numbers, you will not be successful. No, that's that's the biggest thing. It's going to help you answer those questions, you know. So, uh, you know, you can use your gut, uh, you know, part, you know, about 80% of the time as a business owner, you can kind of be like, oh, I feel like I'm making money, but are you really? You know, or I feel like I'm ready to hire somebody, but are you really? And that's where your financials are going to come into play. True enough. And that's also if you want to go to a lender, they want numbers. They don't want gut yeah. feelings. Yeah. <laughs> people people don't operate on handshakes anymore, do they? No, they don't. Those days are almost long gone. Almost. So, so knowing your numbers is going to be essential in order mm-hmm. for you to grow, move forward, know that you're not cash poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You may look good on paper, but really, what's your cash? Cash flow, mm-hmm. and you won't know that unless right. you have a good accounting system where you can generate the reports needed to be successful. Yes, ma'am. Well, 
Rita, thank you so much for coming into the office, into the studio. We're looking forward to all that you have to offer us. The blog is going to be located where? Um, It's on uh, PlemonsCPA.com. It's our website, and it's going to be on the links and articles page, PlemonsCPA.com. And um, if you need to schedule a a one-on-one training, if you're kind of in over your head or you don't know where to go or you don't know what to do, then, you know, you can just click on the Let's Meet and schedule a a one-on-one training, and we can get you started. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Rita. We appreciate it. You all have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at And don't forget to check out our website, PlemonsCPA.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. David B. Plemons CPA Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.